This is the day the Lord has made. Thank you for joining us in worship today. We praise God for you and however you're listening. We pray the message you receive will allow you to strengthen your relationship in Christ and build his kingdom as we seek God, shape lives, and serve the world. What a mighty God we serve. He is worthy to be praised. This is truly a day the Lord has made. We're rejoicing and we're glad in it. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. To God be the glory. The gospel according to John chapter 12, verses 12 and 13. Gospel according to John chapter 12. Be reading verses 12 and 13. John 12, 12 and 13. Hallelujah. I know you saw me look at my watch. I don't normally take time for commentary, but when the, when the officer does that, it means for everybody to stop. When the band director does this and the choir director means for everybody to stand. When the pastor looks at his watch, it means absolutely nothing. <laughs> John chapter 12, verses 12 and 13. The next day, the large crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying out, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. One more time. The next day, the large crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying out, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. Our subject on today, Hosanna! It's working out for our good. Let us pray. God, our creator, sustainer, redeemer, the one who loves and cares for us, speak now to us, God. Speak that we, your servants, might hear, but not just hear, that we may follow and obey and be everything you called us to be. Thank you for this wonderful moment on Palm Sunday to gather together, to worship together, that you might receive glory. We thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hosanna is working out for our good. One of the passages in the Bible that helps me be sustained in the midst of whatever is going on, whatever happens in life, whatever trials and tribulations. And some folk, if you call me and there were just some things going on and you couldn't understand why it's going on in your life, you say, Pastor, please help me. I, I, just can't, I just can't get it. And more than likely, I've probably told you to turn to Romans 8.28 because that's what sustains me. And that passage says, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. I have a fraternity brother who um, I was able to be a part of his becoming a member of Cap Alpha Psi, and I was with him and actually was a part of the group that pledged him. And he's at Georgia Southern University. And uh, while he was at Georgia Southern University, he was kind of stood out. He sort of became the chaplain of that group. 
And um, he wrote a song. He wrote a song. Um, his name is Travis Green, and the song is, says, all things are working for my good because he's intentional. Never failing. I know that all things are working for my good. He's intentional, never failing. He says, all things working for my good. All things are working. All things are working for my good. I know that all things are working for my good. He says, all right, hands up and sing. Oh, oh, oh. we can smile because we know it's working. Listen to the verse. Through the hurt and the pain, I know it's working for my good. This is my part. I don't have to worry because it's working for me. It's working for me. I can smile again and I don't have to worry because it's working for me. Oh, okay, I'm not going to do that. John 12, 12 and 13. The next day, the large crowd had come to the feast and heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. It's Palm Sunday, and the events of Palm Sunday ended up being for their good and for our good. Just say with me, Hosanna is working out for our good. In the Hebrew Bible, Hosanna is used in verses such as saying, help or save, I pray. In the Gospels, it's used as a shout of jubilation. The word Hosanna seems to be a special kind of respect given to the one who saves, who saved, or will save, or is now saving. So Hosanna means it gives a special honor to the one who saves. The literal interpretation is save now. Crowds cried Hosanna during Jesus' entry into Jerusalem. Hosanna. Many interpret it as a shout of praise or adoration made in recognition of the Messiahship of Jesus on his entry into Jerusalem. Hosanna. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. It forms part of the sanctus prayer. Since those welcoming Jesus were Jewish, as of course Jesus was himself, others would interpret that cry on the entry of Jesus in its proper meaning as a cry by the people for salvation and rescue. So seeing that we want to truly get, grasp the significance of Palm Sunday, let's look at what's happening then, what's happening now, and how it works for our good, for your good, for my good and for good of all those who love God. What happened then? We always say if you look at a passage, you want to see what comes before it to be able to understand what happens at that particular point. So a miracle happened. A miracle happened. And the people were attracted to the idea of who Jesus was and who Jesus might be and what Jesus could do for them based on a miracle that they had just seen or they heard about or had witnessed. Just before Palm Sunday, Jesus was told days ago that his friend Lazarus was sick. He was told Lazarus was sick, and this was the Jesus who would bring about healing folk all over the place. 
He, he just healed folk and he touched folk and he said, you know, your faith has made you whole. He did so much. And now this, one of his best friends, a, the, a family that he would visit, and he said, um, your friend, Lazarus, is sick. And the word of God said, Jesus tarried. He, he didn't go to him immediately. But when he got there, Lazarus was dead and had been so for three days. Now, his sisters, he had two sisters, Mary and Martha. And when Jesus showed up, can you just imagine how they felt when they knew Jesus could have come and healed their brother that he would not have had to die? Can, can you just imagine in your sanctified imagination that when he finally got there and Lazarus was not only dead but had been buried for three days, can you just imagine when they saw him that they probably said something like, hey, Jesus, how you doing? Good to see you. No. Matter of fact, Scripture tells us a little bit of what we said. It said, hmm, if you had been here, our brother would not have died. I'm mean, a little attitude behind that, you know, talking to Jesus that way, you know. If, if you had been here, our brother would not have died. Jesus said, don't worry about that. You'll see him again. He said, yeah, we know we'll see him again in the resurrection. He said, oh, I am the resurrection and the life. Yeah, who believes in me shall never live. So listen, so, so the fact that they have this attitude, Jesus, and, and, and then it says, then it says, Jesus wept. Now for those who can't remember any Bible verses, you ought to have that one down. Don't tell anybody I don't know any Bible verses. You can always say, Jesus wept. And that's significant. And, then they, and when they saw him weeping, they said, oh, look how he loved Lazarus. They thought that he was missing Lazarus. Look how he loved him. He, he weeps. He's crying. But then he wanted, he said, show me where you laid him. And they said, well, by now, you know, he stinks. If you look at the King James, it says, he stinketh. <laughs> but, but, they said, but, but they said, no, no, no. We, so he's going to just show me where you laid him. So they took him to the tomb where Lazarus was, rolled him back, and um, Jesus stood there, and he said, Lazarus, come forth. And I like the way the old preacher said that. The old preacher said he had to say Lazarus, because like he said, come forth, everybody would have came forth. So he said, Lazarus, come forth. And then Lazarus came forth. La Lazarus, Lazarus came, and wrapped in all his... The, 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 he, he said, loose him. Let him go. Now, that happened and the word got out that Lazarus was alive and Jesus had something to do with it. He brought Lazarus from the dead. Woo! Can you see that? Yeah, they, they didn't have CBS, CNN, and CNN. They, they didn't have all that. They didn't have Twitter. They didn't have put all that, but, but they got the word out to everybody. Lazarus was dead. We know he was, he was buried dead three days. And now he's alive. Now he's coming to the time of getting to Jerusalem. And people heard that Jesus was coming. And when you look at this account, John, it says that the crowd showed up, not just to see Jesus, but to see Lazarus. 
So the crowd now comes together because of the miracle that has happened and the many other miracles Jesus had done. Now folk are excited and want to see Jesus. Now they're excited about who he is. They're excited that he might just be the Messiah. He might just be the one who can come and take us out of all of our oppression, take us out of all of the trouble we're going through. He might just be the one we've been looking for all these years. We're looking for Jesus. He's coming. Hosanna! Which means save us from all this stuff. That's what he's kind of save us. Count us in. Save us from this oppressive government. Save us from this way of life. You are king. We vote for you, Jesus. Your name is great. I wonder how many of us came to Jesus because of a miracle we witnessed? How many of us came to Jesus because of the excitement of the crowd, because of what they said about Jesus? He healed my family. He healed me. I had nothing, and the Lord, we prayed, and the Lord bought me this, and I, I trust Jesus, you know, how, how, how many of us can see these great things that the Lord has done or heard he was doing? I, I got to say, I'm guilty as pastor. Many of us, we tell folk, come to Jesus. He'll make everything. I, I, we, we say it all the time. If, you, if you, you're down and depressed and you're out and everything else, you just come to Jesus, he'll, he'll work it out. He'll fix. Jesus can work it out if you let him. Jesus can work it out. He can work it. That problem that I had, I had. Okay, but, but we, <laughs> we, we. I mean, we will sell it to you that that you don't know Jesus. You need to come to know Jesus because Jesus can fix it. Yeah. So you come to Jesus. You come expecting it to be fixed. <laughs> ah, he did a great thing in many people's lives and you say that's the right way to go because Jesus can fix that let's get back to Jerusalem but in Jerusalem after Palm Sunday Jesus didn't do what they thought he would do he didn't get rid of the establishment he didn't overthrow the government as a matter of fact the establishment got to Jesus yeah, they, 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 they got to him by way of getting one of those close to Jesus. By just giving him a, a, a little bit of money to get him to betray Jesus. Yeah, they arrested him. They put him on trial. And then they even got folk in the crowd, around the crowd, to start saying, listen, we, we trying to get rid of Jesus and we need your help. And some folks say, well, I, I, could, I, could, I could buy into that. What, what you got for me? You know? And, and they said that they went around and got some of the crowd. Now, now some of the crowd were just per perplexed. They kept quiet, though, while many others against Jesus were very vocal. I said they kept quiet while many others were vocal against Jesus. They got to a trial. And he said, well, listen, 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 listen. This is the day we we'll always give at least one of them back to you. Here we have Barabbas, or we have Jesus who's called to Christ. I'm going to turn over to you because my wife told him, say, hey, don't have anything to do with this just man. He said, well, I'll just turn it over to the crowd. You know, this crowd. The crowd that at one point was saying, Hosanna. The crowd at one, at one time that was saying, hey, blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm going to turn to this crowd. So I thought he thought he was off the hook. 
But he didn't know that there was some religious folk. There was some folk in the crowd that was, didn't like Jesus and were doing everything they could to get rid of Jesus. So he said, okay, I'm going to give to you Barabbas or Jesus. You choose who you want. And they said, give us Barabbas. What? Give us Barabbas. The crowd, give us Barabbas. Give us Barabbas. Give us Barabbas. Jesus didn't do what we thought he was going to do. And now I'm getting a financial benefit. And now some folk telling me I'll be better off without Jesus. We don't have to follow what he tells us to do. We don't have to love like he say love. We don't have to forgive like he say forgive. We don't have to give. We don't have to do none of that stuff he's saying. No. Give us Barabbas. Give us Barabbas. Give us Barabbas. There were so many in the crowd. They said give us Barabbas. Till he said, all right, release Barabbas. Then he asked the question. What shall I do then with Jesus, who is called the Christ? There were enough folk out there whispering and wanted Jesus gone so bad till they said, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. He said, why? What evil has he done? But crucify him. Wow. Isn't it funny how when your faith doesn't do what you wanted it to do right then, you lose faith and begin to look for the way we used to do things, even though that way didn't work? When life begins to happen, how quickly do we turn on Jesus? When the bills are due, how quickly we justify not paying our tithes or giving our offerings. When times get hard, you know, even John the Baptist, his own cousin, when he was incarcerated and Jesus didn't come and pay his bail, he had his disciples go to Jesus and ask him, are you the one or shall we look for another? When it's just not going your way. If you have to understand that you will have life to happen. Even when you come to know Jesus, whatever you had purchased before you got to know Jesus, whatever bills you accumulated before you got to know Jesus, whatever debt you were in before you got to know Jesus, you're going to still be in that debt after you get baptized in the water even though it's cold. All of the stuff that happens that follows you, you say, well, 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 why, well, why did I find Jesus if I still got those problems, if I still have those situations? You haven't been a faithful follower that you should have been since meeting Jesus. Don't fret. Let's look back at what happened in Jerusalem. The crowd that cried Hosanna on Palm Sunday shouted crucify him on Friday because of situations in their present circumstances. But it worked out for their good. What? What? How? What? what? How? Wait a minute. They, they said Hosanna. They, they, they accepted him. But then they turned on him and said crucify him 
but yet it worked out for their good. What are you talking about? Because they led Jesus away to be crucified. What a horrible death. They dragged them through the streets of Jerusalem. Took them to Golgotha's hill. They had whipped him all night long. Till Isaiah tells us he was whipped so bad and so swollen that his body was almost unrecognizable. Then they put nails in his hands. Nails in his feet. Had already put a crown of thorns on his head. They hung up him on the cross to die. And on the cross, he's there, a bloody mess. He's dying. But the crowd said, crucify him. Who had said, Hosanna. The crowd who seemingly loved him at first now turned on him. It seemed like even God himself would destroy all of them for their wickedness. But God loved us so much. That he died for all of our mess. What can wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make us whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. He hung on the cross and he died for your sins and my sins and all of their sins. He did die. But it worked out for their good. He died. He said he must die. So it worked out for their good. Not just for their good. It worked out for our good. Even though we may not have been faithful to the calling God has given us. He's given us time to turn that situation around. He's given us time to be able to move in such a way. That it will work out for our good and it will work out for others good. Well, Pastor, how was it working out for anybody's good? They said crucify him and he died. You just said he hung on the cross and he died. How was that working out good for anybody? Can you see them at the cross that they're dying, they're frustrated? As he died, they even put a spear in his side and water and blood came from him. Can you see him dying for all of humanity? But the, the story doesn't stop there. They took him off that bloody cross. They placed him in a borrowed tomb. He stayed there all night Friday. He stayed there all day Saturday. Can you imagine how heartbroken they were? They thought that their Savior was dead. They thought that their Savior would never be able to help them through all of their trials and tribulations. They thought that they would always be oppressed and never be able to have joy and peace. They thought that because he was in the grave, that hope was in the grave, that joy was in the grave to never rise again. But the Bible says he was all there all day Saturday. He was there all night Saturday night. But they tell me that something happened early on that Sunday morning. They say there was a rumbling and the stone was rolled away. The Bible says he got up from the dead with power, not just some power, but he got up with all power. Power over your situations, power over your frustrations, power over everything that we can even imagine. He has power, all power. He got up from the grave, and the Bible says uh, 50 days later he ascended into heaven, and he sent back the Holy Spirit to live in us and to guide us and to direct us. 
we can cry Hosanna to the name of the Lord who saves us from our sins, who saves us from our troubles, who saves us when I say that when you come to the Lord, I said you still have the bills that you had. I said you still have some of the troubles that you had. I said you still have all of the evil that has happened in your life before then. You got consequences you got to take care of and address even after you're saved. But let me tell you this. I want you to tell you that even though you got all that stuff, you got somebody who will be there with you, who will help you through your financial difficulties, who will help you through your heartache, who will help you through your mental anguish, who will help you through your financial situation, who will help you through everything. All my help, all my help, all my help comes from the Lord. He loves you, he cares for you. And it doesn't matter what you've done or how you've done it. He sits high. He looks low. He's looking to be in you so every last one of us can tell somebody else that God loves you. God cares for you. God will make a way for you. He'll be your bridge over troubled waters. He'll supply your every need. You can tell him, I know somebody who moved in my life and I'm a witness that he will take care of you. He will fight your battles. He will guide you in every situation. He will give you peace in the midst of a storm. He'll give you joy in the midst of sadness. He'll supply all of your needs. Somebody ought to say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. The Bible says, in everything, give thanks. No matter what you're going through, just tell the Lord, thank you. No matter how bad the situation might be, just tell the Lord, thank you. No matter what they say about you, just tell the Lord, thank you. You're blessed when folks here talk about you. You're blessed when they ridicule you. Your response is to rejoice, but you rejoice in the Lord. You say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I know you fixed it. Lord, I know you made a way. Lord, I know you did it. Not me, but you did it. Lord, I thank you. 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 I got sense enough to tell the Lord thank you. I got sense enough to know he made the way. I got sense enough to know he's watching over me. I got sense enough to know he's watching over you. You don't have to get depressed. You don't have to worry. All you got to do is know it's working out for your good. Oh, yeah, it's working out for your good. Oh, yeah, even that. Even that. Even that. Even that. And especially that. And so enough that. I don't care what they say, but that's working too. Oh, yeah, that's working also. Whatever you think about right now, it's working out. 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 Lord, I thank you. Hosanna. Hosanna. It's working out. Thank you! Thank you!
about it. I don't know how dark your way may have been. I don't know what you're going through right now. But I know one thing. Hosanna! It's working out! It's working out! It's working out! you could just type the word save on the screen that you see right now. We're going to pray a prayer. And if you accept Christ, the, the Bible says, if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God is raised from the dead, you shall be saved. That's it. We're going to pray a prayer that you can believe today. You say, Father God, I have sinned. I have not been all I should be. I am sorry for my sins. I want to turn from my sins. I believe in my heart. Jesus died for my sins and rose from the grave. I'm willing to trust you, God, all the days of my life. Holy Spirit, come into my life. Help me to be what you want me to be. I will tell others that you saved me. Thank you, God, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you've accepted Christ right now, those online, please let us know. We'll do what we can to help you to grow in Christ. If you're in this building and you accepted Christ and you would like to unite in fellowship with First African Baptist Church, even online, if you want to unite in fellowship with First African, let us know that. If you're in the building, just come forward that we can give you the next steps. But if you're here today, won't you come? Lord God, again, we thank you for what our eyes have seen, our ears have heard, our hearts have felt. Thank you for this worship experience. Thank you, God, for Hosanna. Thank you because we know it's working out for our good. Now, God, we ask that you dismiss us from this place from never your presence to do what you've called us to do for such a time as this. We pray, God, that the unsaved would be saved and use us to help them to grow in you. And now we ask that the grace of God, the love of Jesus, and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit Rest, rule, and abide us now, henceforth, and forevermore. Let the people of God say amen, amen. and praise God. Amen. Please be seated.
Remain connected to us as we build God's kingdom together. Join us on Facebook at the historic First African Baptist Church and our website, firstafricanbc.com. You may also contribute through an app called Givelify, G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y. May God bless you and thank you for worshiping with us.